Great morning. Great morning, everybody. Caleb, how you doing, man? It's always a great morning in sunny Minneapolis, Minnesota, Coop. Great morning to you as well. How are you? It, it was sunny here in Fargo, too, man. Like, what? It was sunny here, too, bro. Did you get my Monday, my my weekly Monday? Uh, I'm going to Snapchat and put snap. you on blast one of these Mondays, dude. You're just going to see it on my on my Facebook. Oh, look at what Caleb's doing. Every Monday, big time. Hashtag Mon- big time. Monday, big time Caleb is at the big- pool. <laughs> sometimes with his wife, and we are catching rays. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. You weren't with the wife today, were you? I was with the wife today. Oh, you Coop. was. She let you, I was. She let you text text me today. She was studying. Okay. Her for her nurse practitioner's uh, exam. Hey, and uh, and I snuck a couple texts and snaps in at the pool. So when I called you, you she. I mean, you got. Oh, I was at pool. work at that. Okay, point. Gotcha, I was at work gotcha, mode gotcha. too. Gotcha. I was yeah. shocked. I was like, okay, cool, 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 man. <laughs> That's what's up. Coop, That's you a... you were just traveling, and uh, you'll give us a little intro, but we also have a great episode today. What do you know? About what? Both. <laughs> you want to know about the trip? Or well, what, just, what do you... you know, let's let us know. <clears throat> let us know how you live in, it was... Mr. Wallu. <laughs> Don't even start, man. Don't even start. <laughs> it was, it was, it was, it was, it was a good trip. It was a good trip, you know. Um, you know, got the got the kids out in nature a little bit. You know, it's, it's just, it's just, it's just fun being able to, <clears throat> you know, provide those experiences for them. Hey, bro, we a, we need to get you a cough drop, bro. Come on, man. Come, <clears throat> I don't know, man. Anytime we do these, we're going way off topic here. Anyways, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> uh it was it was a good trip. It was a good trip. Um, That's good, cool. Um but anyways, business, business was good. Um uh, the main reason we went out there, I'm not gonna say uh yet. Uh was good. It was good. Um it was good to see the team and everything that they did. Uh I'm nervous. Well, I'm I'm not nervous, but I'm excited. Uh <laughs> gonna get the ball moving this week. Gonna be pulling the trigger here. I'm sure when this podcast come out, we'll already have the uh yeah, we'll be we'll be looking for some space, some real estate. Even if, space. even if I mean, it's I always look at it as like you're gonna get down on one knee and ask your wife to marry you, <laughs> right? And get down on that one knee, and what what's she gonna say, Coop? She's gonna say yes, bro. Yeah, she gonna, she's gonna say yes, right? Yeah. Like, but are you nervous? Absolutely. Oh, I'm I'm nervous. Ab- ab- yeah, absolutely. Like. I feel like that's ninety nine percent of business ventures for sure. Like, it's gonna be fine. It's gonna be great, actually. It's gonna be amazing. But I've never done this before. I mean, either it's crazy. I'm like, yeah, it's crazy. But but hey, it's 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 the mind. It's the mind trying telling us like, hey, you're you're at your you're going outside your comfort zone, right? You're going oh, outside yeah. your comfort yeah, zone. Yeah, why are you right? doing this? Why are you, why are you doing, doing this? this? Why are you like, doing this? You don't know anything about this. You don't know anything about opening a oh see, I almost said it. Almost well, said so it. here's hey. the thing now. Here's the thing now. We're we're gonna be we're talking to a couple of guests this morning. This we've never talked to a couple of architects before. This is gonna be good. It's gonna be real good. Okay, Caleb, uh please introduce our guest with an S today. 
Hey, thanks, Coop. Uh, today on the show, we have the uh, co-founders of Double Jack Design, um, good friends of mine, Jake Zygmunt and Jake Keeper. Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks. For yeah, thanks. Thanks for having us. We're gonna we're gonna do our best not to screw up the Jakes. Um, we might do a little Zygmunt or Keeper or Jay Z or or JK, but whichever one of you feels comfortable first, um, the first, the first question we normally ask is, Hey, you know, who are you? What do you do? And why do you do it? And we'd love to hear that from both of you. Cool. Um, I can probably kick this off, Jake, if you don't mind. Yeah. I'm Jake. I'm Jake Z. Um, my name, my name is Jacob officially. I'm the, I'm the good Jake out of the two. As we call <laughs> That's why you stole the first one, huh? <laughs> I'm an architect. Uh, I went to NDSU for school. And growing up, you know, I, that's kind of all I ever dreamed of doing. Um, I was fortunate to have that dream and to follow through with it and to practice it. And so it's been, you know, it's been pretty pretty cool to experience that, especially just knowing with everything that's been going on in the last couple of years, a lot of people are switching majors and, and jobs. So to be able to do what I love and, and kind of have, have that vision since I was a kid is, um, it's a, it's, it's a great experience. Let's, let's swing it over to, let's swing it over to keeper. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself and then maybe add a little bit more onto the why as well. Sure. Yeah, so my name is Jake Keeper. Uh, also went to NDSU, graduated. Um, Masters of Architecture. Grew up in a small farming community in southern Minnesota. And, um, you know, being part of that sort of farming background and farming lifestyle, we were always making, we are always, even though we didn't really call it anything other than, you know, go make something over in the shop because I needed to do this this one thing that we're trying to do here. We didn't call it design or we didn't call it making or creating or crafting, but, um, you know, it's always been kind of in my blood. So Mm. getting into high school, I had a very influential shop teacher, um, who taught a computer aided drafting class. And that kind of started my love for, um, you know, not only sort of making, but also drawing and designing. And then, you know, getting into architecture school, you don't really know what you're getting yourself into um, from, a, from a creative and sort of time uh, intensive aspect. But yeah, I kind of never looked back once I got into college and, and uh, it's been what I've been doing ever since. So and been loving it ever since. Yeah. And to piggyback on that, Caleb, um, I, was, I have a very similar background to Jake. I grew up in a, a small farming community of about 500 people. And every day we were just constantly doing something with our hands, making something. And like, as Jake mentioned, you know, I, I, I really didn't know what design was. Um, we weren't really taught that we, we were kind of the core math reading um, growing up and, and sports was predominantly a three sports school. So it, it like from a horizon standpoint, from a holistic standpoint, it was limited but we were, we were just constantly keeping busy and doing something, whether it was making chairs or, um, you know, we built our, my mom owns a greenhouse. I grew up out in the country and she runs a, a floral shop and we built everything ourselves, all the benches, the buildings, mm. um, 
you know, the loft, the quant sets out there. We, we just, we're always doing something. I, I grew up working for my, my dad's brothers who, who own a, um, they farm and they farm hogs, similar to Jake's family. They're hog farmers too. Um, so we're, you know, you're pouring slabs, making grain bins. And it was very much a, a hands-on experience, but, you know, as you kind of develop that skill set and that, that mindset of how things are constructed, you know, you started to kind of fall in love with how things can maybe change or get better. And, and once you go to school, then that's when things really started changing. Um, and it's, um, it's a unique perspective, I think, that Jake and I both have because we took that for granted of going to school as architects, thinking that most people had similar backgrounds or, or knew how a building was built. Um, and actually, that's it's not really the case. A lot of a lot of architects or even design professionals are very limited in their construction knowledge and ability. So mm. that's kind of, I think, mm. something that sets us apart from um, a lot of our colleagues. That's a really good point. Cooper, yeah. uh, before I just take off here, what do, what do you got? Oh, thank you. Thank you, Caleb. Appreciate it. <laughs> uh, so I was, I was curious, uh, Jay-Z and uh, JK. Uh, how, so how'd you guys like meet and then like, you know, form this uh, awesome company together? How far, how, how much time do you have? How far do you want to go? <laughs> <laughs> I think, what was it? I think we, uh, we squared off on the basketball court freshman yeah. year, right? And just instantly despised each other. I'm pretty sure. Were you guys the yeah. same grade at NDSU? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. I thought, I thought you were a little older, Cooper. Apologies. Or oh, keeper, excuse good. me. No, keeper, my bad. I, I, I said it wrong. It's, yeah, you know, we're, I've been married for longer. So. Oh, that's what it is. Make sure you, you, just, you just grew Make up sure quicker. <laughs> no, you just grew up quicker. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, we're the same. We're the same class, 2012. Um, gotcha. But seriously, we did, we did actually meet on the basketball court and never really got along, but that's kind awesome. of respected each other and knew that we were – basically going uh, to do the same thing. So then that was first year. And then second year is, is kind of when we started working together and started hanging out. And yeah, sort of after that, it was, it was the two Jakes. And then eventually it turned into double Jack in our fourth year when uh, we actually partnered. So high rise is sort of like this all encompassing project that you do your fourth year um, to basically as a precursor to graduate school. And uh you know, you're able to choose your own partner and we, we, uh, partnered up and from then on we became double Jack basically. So that's where the name comes from. And that was sort of coined by our, uh, our professor, our lead professor that, that kind of watched over us as we went throughout that semester. So, mm. Mm. yeah, yeah. Our, love it. Yeah. Our, so, our professor Bacher was, um, he was Egyptian and he had a difficult time saying Jake. And so he just would call us Jack and there was two of us. So he just called us double Jack basically throughout the semester. And that's kind of where our company formed. So. Man, love that. That's crazy. That's crazy. Okay. So, so how, okay. So you guys, you know, start this from, from college, um, you know, got the name. So then how, how did you guys transition into, yeah, let's, let's make this official. Let's, let's go into business. Let's do business together. It's been kind of an, a two-part road almost. Right out of college, we talked about it, and we were living in two different cities, and so that was difficult. And you know, we were we were trying to come up with a name, coming up with a logo, understanding what this would take. 
So we were meeting with other entrepreneurs and architect professions and just asking how a business is run, you know, right out of college with an architecture degree, you're fairly naive from a business standpoint. And that's often the most important thing when you're first starting a business is getting all of those logistics in place, understanding um, your overhead, what you need to run your operating costs um, and, and keeping the financial boat afloat essentially. And so it wasn't until Jake actually was in Duluth is where is Jake is Jake is living now. And there was a job opening. And so he recommended me for the job and I was in Colorado at the time. And so I, I, I got the job and I moved to Duluth. And once I moved there, that's when this kind of became a more of a reality. We, we you know, we were in the same city, we were hanging out, we were talking about it more. And, um, Which was about there, six years ago, right, Jake? Five years, <laughs> six years ago, yeah. something like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's been a while. It's been a minute. <laughs> Um, but from that standpoint, um, we kind of got our feet underneath us a little bit. And it wasn't until this last August where we officially formed our entity and our company and actually started getting, you know, procuring work and, and meeting with clients and developers and owners and, and moving forward. And that's been, um, it's been a heck of a ride so far. And, you know, we have a couple projects that are going to be starting construction soon. So I think, I think the most exciting part for anyone who creates or designs is seeing something that you worked on become a reality. So we're, we're getting to that point now. So it's, um, it's very rewarding. Keeper, what would you add to that story? Any, anything, uh, Jake Zick missed? <laughs> uh, Jake made it sound like it was, uh, it's been a walk through the prairie. Uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, you know, it, it, it has been super rewarding. It's sort of like having, you know, it's sort of like having a child and seeing it grow and nurturing it. And, um, and actually about the time that we started this shortly before that, I actually had my first child. Um, so <laughs> to throw, uh, you know, to throw just another thing into this, uh, we decided to start a business at that point in time. But we had the opportunity to work on a, a pretty nice project down in Minneapolis, a little sevenplex that's right up our alley. And, and that was sort of what kicked everything off for us and what gave us the ability to, you know, have a little bit of income to, to get it going and a little bit of confidence, uh, mm. for that matter, to get it going too. So, um, but I mean, it was, it was a, it was sort of an ember for the past six years. And, you know, we talk about it over a couple beers every now and again, and it would just kind of go to the wayside and it was, yeah, it was kind of that, that project, um, that, that helped us move it forward. So question, question for both of you, what, what made you guys want to be your own bosses or start your own thing or like, why not, you know, go work for the big firm, you know, why do the extra work? Um, you know, t- to make double jack, right? Great name, by the way. I love that I, I story. Love, I love that name. Man. Great <laughs> name. Great name. By the way, you. if you're playing blackjack, you do not split jacks. Like, just, just <laughs> Ever. stay. Just stay. But yeah, no. All jokes aside, <laughs> uh, what what pushed you? What pushed you guys to be different? Right? I mean, you know, I think from my perspective, this is Jay Z. We, at our age, we're at a unique part of the architectural generation where there's a kind of a, 
a shift in how we work where we're going to more of the digital and a lot of that comes with newer technologies and so a lot of the the younger staff are are given more responsibility just by default because of that and so with that you you know you kind of for me at a young age I got a I worked for a smaller firm and I got a a lot of self-confidence and understanding the process and and then you also see a lot of deficiencies and um, you also start to realize that, you know, you're predominantly doing a lot of the work on a project and that project is bringing in X, but you're taking home Y and that's, that gap is disparaging. And it's, uh, you know, you quickly realize like, Hey, we can, we can do this. Um, but for me too, growing up, Caleb, like whether it's basketball, um, architecture, just, you know, my faith, it, I'm, I'm naturally gravitated towards um, that financial independence and just kind of blazing our own trail and, and doing something different and not, not being a sheep. Like we want to, we want to go down our own path and make that happen. That's very much in our DNA and I think who Jake and I are. And so carrying that into our business is, is super important for us. And it's a self of pride and, self-worth too on a daily basis you know we're doing what we love and we control our own destinies and you know it's it's the fourth quarter every day right now so it's mm. it's, it's exciting i love that analogy um Man, so i i heard i heard not not wanting to be sheep and controlling your own destiny love it love it love it love it caleb what were you gonna say something i was just gonna, I... I was just gonna let the other uh the other jake <clears throat> chime in keep her see see if uh See if he missed anything, then we'll go with you, Coop. Yeah, no, I think that was, I think that covered most of it for sure. Um, it's, it's funny because, you know, grow up, growing up on a farm, for those of you that have, it's like, that's, it's a lifestyle, right? Like you don't, you don't think of it as sort of being an entrepreneur or any of these other things. But I mean, my family has always been sort of entrepreneurial because, you know, on the farm, everybody, it's, it's a lifestyle, it really is. And I think for us, architecture is sort of that lifestyle. And so I think it's just sort of in my blood. You know, I've, I have three brothers and um, they're pretty much, and my mom and, and dad are all entrepreneurs, if you will. So I think whether I knew it or not, I think it's just sort of been in my blood. And then as I've been, as Jake said, as we've been working for other firms, you see this disparity between the people that are running the show and the people that are doing the work. And it's eventually you're just like, there's something, there's something wrong here and there's something that could maybe change here. Um, and, you know, in the end, it's sort of hopefully getting that freedom from a, a time perspective and from a money perspective, that's really uh, driving this as well. So mm. just, just like Jake said, really controlling your own destiny. That's, that's what it comes down to. You can't really argue with wanting that, you know, Right. Yeah, it's it's a. I think we all want that in some aspect, whether it's financial freedom or more time or with your kids. And so, you know, by building this now, our our hope is that we have more flexibility in the future, and not even just a financial flexibility, but a um, peace of mind in the sense that we can choose projects that we want to work on versus just taking work. You know, we can, we can really be specific with the type of work that we do and the type of work that makes us happy. Um, 
So there's mm. hopefully uh, a lot of exciting things to come in the future, but we're built, we're in the process. Right. And so, um, it's a little, it's a, it's not a quite a walk in the prairie. As, as Jay <laughs> I couldn't figure out a better analogy than that. So, <laughs> so, so I, I want to ask what, so what type of like fear have you guys had to overcome in your journey? This is a great classic oh. question. This is a great question though, but it's real, right? It's, like it's, it's a phenomenal uh, question. It's, it's super real because I can't, I can't uh, probably count the amount of times that we've started a conversation <laughs> and I've said, you know, this, this scares me. Um, so it's, it's leaving that nine to five, you know, it's leaving that paycheck and not knowing maybe where that next paycheck is going to come from. Mm-hmm. And that, and that is real. And you might, as much as, as confident as you are in your abilities and yeah, you could go out and find another job probably tomorrow or or whatever, but it's still leaving that, that guaranteed paycheck. And I put, you can't see me, but I've guaranteed in quotes because really, I mean, your <laughs> job is only as secure as the person that's running it, you know, that's running the business and you never know what's going to happen with them. So really it's, it's not all that secure. I think the only way to actually uh, secure your sort of future is if you take control of it. So. Man, yeah. you're the, that's the second time I've heard that on this uh since we've been doing this podcast, Caleb, mm. your job was only as secure as the person running it. Running, isn't it. that true? Isn't, isn't that <clears throat> true? Especially like COVID nineteen and <clears throat> companies who were. I think it was Warren Buffett who said, "You know, if you want to know, he compared a business to you know being out at the beach, and if you want to know who's doing well, you know, see whose swimming trunks are still up when the tide goes out." You know what I mean? Like you have the bad times and see who's see who's still got cash in the bank. Right? Yeah. Um yeah, sorry sorry to interrupt though, Coop. Great point. Nope. That's the does does the uh does the other Jake have Jake any, Zick. Uh... Jake Zick. Earth to Jake Zick. What do you got? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I I echo Jake's keeper statement on the on that um because that is a frightening aspect, right? Your, your standard of life, your, what you do on a day-to-day basis now is you have to check that. You really have to understand um, what the implications of what it would mean to walk away from that. For me, my fear, I guess my biggest fear is knowing that um, if, if this thing fails, it's, it's on, you know, it's on me, it's on us, right? Jake and I are, are one essentially in this, but it's it's on us to, to be successful. So you, you can't just pack it in, you know, like if you're, if you're on a nine to five and you're having a bad day uh, and you just leave early or you pack it in and you're, you know, you give up, you, you can show up the next day more than likely. And for us, that's, that's not an option right now. Cause we're, I think we're at a, you know, we're at, we're in our infancy right now. We're in our first year and this is a, this is a critical time. So the, that fear is just like going out and, 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 giving it everything we have to make this thing um, as successful as we can. So that would, that'd be my biggest fear. Um, Mm. So, so you guys, excuse me. Um, So um, when you guys were talking, you were saying like last August is when you guys really, you know, got the ball rolling um, with your company. Um, And then like six months later, like COVID's hit. Um, how, so how, how has 
the whole situation challenged you guys so far in your in your journey? Yeah, that's that's that is it's been an interesting ride. I think for us, our biggest or one of our biggest things that we're trying to do as a young company is just to get in front of people, right? Like we want to show up at organizations, meetings, different groups, kind of get our name out there um, as much as we can. And oddly enough, COVID is the one thing that has stopped us from doing that, right? And, and most people. And so we talk about this weekly. How can we get in front of people? How can we get our name out there um, without physically being present? And that has been our greatest challenge, I think, to this state because with our, with our industry, with design and architecture specifically, not a lot of people understand what we do. Not a lot of people really know what an architect actually does. And so there's a lot of trust that needs to be there because our, you know, we can be expensive at times depending on your project. And if you're going to pay a lot of money for something you don't really think you need, um, that is a difficult thing to work around. And we've actually, you know, Jake, Jake mentioned Coop before we got on this. He's like, hey, Jake, you having a better day today? Like, <laughs> yeah, I heard that. Yep. That's yeah. so funny. That's so funny. <clears throat> I think so because we struck out today uh, twice on two very nice projects and so we lost them and um, just to – other competitors and other, other things. So, uh, you know, your question hits home. Um, it's very real right now. Yeah. So we're in a good way though, because we gotta, we gotta fail before we can succeed at times. And we're also getting, we're trying to understand too, how to improve. So, uh, yeah. And how to improve. Yeah. I mean, we don't, when, when you lose a job, you, you take a step back and say, you know, what could I have done differently? Right. Like, or is this, or is this not the right project for me? Once, you know, once you explore kind of what could I have done differently, X, Y, and Z, and then maybe at some point you get to, well, maybe it wasn't the right project for me, but um, the interesting thing about COVID to sort of focus on the positives is that, you know, we're a young firm, uh, we're, we're nimble and we're actually located in different areas anyway. So none of the way that we communicate has really changed. Uh, we're able to, we're able to uh, complete projects virtually and, and operate on them at the same time. Jake and I are both sort of the architects in the group. So we work on the same projects together and we're able to do that over the cloud. Um, we're actually, other than, you know, what Jake had said, which isn't an exceptionally uh, difficult challenge for us. We're actually really set up to be sort of in the position that we're in as well. Yeah. So. Kind of, kind of business as usual. Um, yeah. From is, that, yeah. from that standpoint. Yeah. From the actual production standpoint. Right. Uh, I think Jake said something earlier that I would love to get uh, Jake Zickman said something earlier that I'd love to get both of your takes on. Um, forgive me if I screw this up too, keeper. Um, no worries. But he said, um, a lot of people don't really know what architects do. I mean, I would be, I would, I mean, anytime we can get Jake Zickman to give his opinion, it's gold. So could you guys give your opinion on maybe your, you know, your get up on your soapbox and, you know, tell us a little bit more about what you guys do. Like what's your business? Yeah. I'll keep her. Maybe I'll start and I'll let you finish. Um, it was your quote, I'll, man. You do it. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Rather than, you know, just jump in 
I'll lead with a couple things that we hear a lot. Um, why do I need you when I have a contractor or I have these set of drawings that I sketched up or that I was, you know, the contractor gave me, he did a house down the street. Why would I need you when I already have these and I can just have them build it? Um, and why are you, why, why would I pay you this X money? You know, when I already know what I want, we, we get that so often. And so a couple things, what an architect does and what we are, we, we help guide the client from the beginning to end through a process where a lot of the times the client doesn't even know what they want. And so that's difficult to communicate to a contractor um, because most people don't communicate um, on drawings. It's very difficult two-dimensionally and they can't communicate three-dimensionally because typically there's a, there's a, a roadblock there of, of drawing or some sort of visual, visualization tool to help communicate that. So we'll, we, we take a client, we help them understand what their needs are. And we call it a program, like, right? Like, do you want a two bed, one bed? How many square feet is that? Um, you know, what, what cost does that loosely look like, you know, based on square footage. And from there we'll, we can kind of arrange those spaces. But a big thing too is, is site specific. So in our climate, not to get too far into the weeds, you know, we're in a very cold climate. And a lot of the, oftentimes in the winter, those wet, those winds come from the Northwest. So like placing your front door on the Northwest side of your home is a bad idea. Mm. And, you know, just little things like that, sunlight, day, daylighting into your space, um, and just basic, <clears throat> you know, met like volumes and, and what's, uh, what's going to be a comfortable space, um, how to utilize an efficient kitchen layout and just really simple things that just the majority of people don't really understand. And that's just from a residential, from a commercial side, um, by law, you need an architect because the whole purpose of us, we're, we're here to protect the, the safety, the health, safety, and welfare of the, of the, of the people. So that's the, really the gist of it. Um, but Keeper, I know I'll let you finish. You got, you got a lot of thoughts on this. As Alex would say, I like to use fluffy words. But no, I, I mean, I think that's from a residential stance. So I've been working predominantly on residential single family, multifamily for the past eight ish years. So I, I deal with, um, with a lot of these questions and a lot of these sort of preconceived notions about whether or not somebody needs to hire an architect. And to Jake's point, when oftentimes when people come to you and say, this is what I want, and then you go through the process, you find out that that's actually not what they want or what they need for that matter. It's just what, it's what they think I, they either, want. Yeah. It's either what somebody yeah. told them they should want or, it's, you know, once you go through the process and sort of go through that discovery uh, of a site specific project based on their exact needs, you find out that, yeah, what they came with is actually not what they, what they need nor what they want. So, I mean, that's part of it for sure. But then part of it is creating, you know, it's, it's really actually, it's hard to sort of verbalize because if you, if you go into a home that, is sort of a spec home or, you know, sorry, I don't want to, yeah, sort of a spec home or something like that, that that's kind of been stamped out and done as quickly as possible. And then you go into a home and this is sort of a broad painting with a broad brush here, but you go into a home that 
is thought out. It doesn't have to be designed by an architect, but it's thought out and it's well considered. I mean, you can feel it. You can really just just feel the difference in how mm. um, and and how it just makes you feel to live there and to to be in the space. So, I mean, that's sort of the magic, and a little bit is magic, but that's sort of the magic of of working with a designer or an architect for that I, matter. I can tell you just as your <clears throat> your basic regular residential real estate agent when I'm in a house that's been designed by an architect versus just your you know your regular old house, you're correct. You can definitely tell um it kind of goes back to that old you know classic saying you get what you pay for, right? I mean mm-hmm. um not that you you know you can't be fine in just your regular house, but money's a tool you only have so much of it and you should spend it on what you um i believe you should spend it on what makes you happy and a lot of people argue that yeah if i'm going to spend 16 hours in one place every day for the next you know x amount years i should probably like it right so right yeah and there's some there's a some statistic that we spend like 95 percent of our time indoors or something like that and you know, if you don't, if you're not enjoying that time in the space that you're in, whether it be an office space or your home or sure wherever else, I mean, what's the point? You know, what's why wouldn't you crazy? Yeah. Why wouldn't you, why wouldn't you, why wouldn't you invest that extra? And actually good design doesn't necessarily have to be expensive either. I mean, we can, you know, you can be really creative with materials that sort that are sort of quote unquote out of the box and really create something that's interesting and exceptional. Um, without spending, you know, a ton of money. So, <clears throat> no, this is yeah. this is this is great. And I I just want to add, like, why you need an architect? Because when uh, me and my wife, when we built our place, you know, we got to the bathroom and we were going through the layout and stuff. And uh, the guy we work with, he goes, "Do you guys want the the handle for the tub on the toilet side or away from the toilet?" And we were like, "Whoa." we never even thought about that. So like we said, Oh, well just, just leave it on the toilet side. Like we'll, we'll go home and play with it. And like, just that, like the detail, like just that little detail, like now, um, now that you go, you know, when you, when we go home, we're like, Oh crap, this is a big deal. Like, <laughs> do we, do we put it on this side? Do we put it? So we went, we went away from the, from the toilet, but it was, it was funny because, that's something you would never, never cross your mind, you know, and it's one of those things. I don't know how much you guys come across it. You know, you, you build that one house that you don't bring that up. Right. And then something happens where the, the end user is like, Oh, we should have had it on this end. Da-da. So then you add that to your, to your list of questions. And that was something that happened with, with the builder I used. And so like, yeah, it's, it's just, yeah, I just, <clears throat> I just find it funny how, you know, people think they can skip that step of not using an architect, but still think they can get the end result that they want. Um, so, yeah, yeah, yeah that, that's an interesting point. Um, I have had that happen. You know, nobody's perfect. Luckily, yeah. it's, luckily it's usually never something huge. Yeah. Right? But yeah, absolutely. You take mental notes of, of these things and then you can reference them for, for future projects. And that also is sort of part of the difference between like an amateur and a professional, right? Is that the professional has been through this before and they know, um, and, and I guess that's why you're hiring them is, is for that knowledge that they've accumulated over the, 
the years that they've been doing it. Um, yeah. And often, oftentimes too, you're not going to forget a couple of your mistakes that you've made because, you know, you're, when you're working on a project for somebody, it's, it's typically their livelihood, whether they're working it every day for eight to 10 hours a day, or they live in it for their, you know, predominantly their, their life. Uh, it's very personal to our clients. And so this is something that needs to be very well thought out. Um, and oftentimes too, people don't really think about the space that they're actually in. You know, I grew up on a hundred year old farmhouse and it's, it's orientation is, is, is poorly done. Just, you know, it was, it was a settlement house. And so they, that, that wasn't uh, their main focus. And so our, I've, four siblings and two parents, there's seven of us and all of us hang out in one room in the entire house. And that room is you know, 200 square feet or 400 square feet, excuse me. And it's, it's the Southeast corner of our house. So it's, it's got the most glass and it's got, it's got the best daylight and it's got a vaulted ceiling and no one else goes into any other space. And I'm, you know, you pose that question and no one really thinks about it. And it's interesting hearing their feedback. Like, yeah, we, we never go in, our main living room or our dining room, we always just hang out in the sunroom. And it's like people naturally tend to, to gravitate towards spaces with bigger volumes, more daylight, and you don't even realize what you're doing when you're doing it. So that's, you know, we're here to help with that and make all of those spaces so you can actually use all of your home because, you know, houses are only getting more expensive. And, um, are you sure that isn't where the beer fridge is at, Jake? that's you know that's and that's why you, you like it's just it's just so great like that that's exactly why you, you know people need architects like people need that's why we need professionals to do those things that they're good at you know and it's just i just find it funny sometimes how you know some individuals think they can they can do it all, you know, which I mean, some people can, but you know, what, what type of end product do you want? You know, is, is how I, how I say it. So, yeah, it's interesting because you run into this a lot where, um, you know, client, and, and I think this is great that clients are doing their homework, they're doing their research and they come to you with photos, which is totally fine and, and encouraged. Um, and, but it's like, you know, you say you want this and, oftentimes people will take their photos and try to create something themselves. And I mean, I don't know if you guys have ever done it before, but if I try to create something that I don't do every day and I'm like, yes, this is what I'm going to create. And I try to create it. It's like, that looks nothing like (laughs) what I, what I was trying to create. Like, what am I doing over here? So it's one thing to sort of have that vision in your head, but it's another thing to get it out in, in a form that, you know, reflects what that vision is. And I think that's also part of what we're able to do is sort of our, you know, designers and architects in general sort of interpret that vision into actual, you know, physical form basically. And the sign of a, of a great architect too is somebody that doesn't give you what they're thinking. It, it basically materializes what's in your head. So like who, if you're doing you your wife want a new house, and you hire an architect, the idea is that this architect doesn't create this, his or her, you know, grand gesture that was in their head. It's, it's your guys's vision. It's your wants and needs. And so it's up to us to actually pay attention and listen to that and, and really humble ourselves and do the work for you. Like that's, that's what we're here to do. And that, that oftentimes I think is 
one of the biggest challenges in our profession because we're working in a, we work in a, a highly, there's a big ego um, and a lot of, a lot of opinions. And so that, that is truly a challenge. Um, I think when people are looking for architects and Jake and I, we pride ourselves on that ability just because, you know, we grew up <laughs> shuffling big manure. <laughs> you, you don't have an ego, Jake? Are you kidding me? <laughs> only on the bat, only between, only between yeah. stripes. Let me let me take this back then. Let me rewind this back. Keeper, you had mentioned that you and Jacob uh, didn't have the best relationship your first year at NDSU, you know, on the basketball court. I mean, are there any good stories in regards to that? Well, that's a long time ago. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know if I have any really good stories. Just what was the? I mean, what was going on there? Get I, you know, on? Well, that's what back when Jake had his long hair. <laughs> <laughs> he stood out. He stood out on the court. What it was, it was, it was an attitude. Jake had an attitude, Caleb, and I didn't appreciate it. And, you know, there was one of those – whenever we played against each other, it was one of those games where you boxed out every single play, even if they were on the three-point line. Like, you got that rebound. <laughs> you're you're starting them the entire time. You're picking them up full court. There's just that's just the way it is. Keeper, did he look like Adam Morrison? Like just kind of. <laughs> yes, and he had the stash too. Oh, the stash too. Oh man, wow. Did not... <laughs> wow. Was it like thick? Was it like a thick stash? Uh, oh no, 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 no. It was a thin. Okay, no, All thin right. stash. Cool. cool, cool. <laughs> Who are your guys? I mean, what? As you guys became learned architects. Um, I'm curious to know who's your who's your one like. Yep, that guy inspired me, or that girl. Excuse me. Well, that's Go a great question. Me. You know, when I was in college, the first architect that I really gravitated to, um, his name is Santiago Calatrava. He's a Spanish architect, but he's also a structural engineer, and he's also an artist that does sculptures. So he's. He's very, he's, he's very, he can transform almost into any role. And a lot of his work is, is incredibly like sculptural and, and crazy. It's just wild, the stuff that he does. And as I get older um, and you kind of dig deeper and you get past some of that, um, you know, you, you realize quickly he's, we call him a star architect. There's a few out there where they do very similar work across the world and people will pay just for their designs because they want something like that. Um, mm -hmm. but that was, that blew my mind, Caleb, because again, growing up in a small town where we're working with predominantly like pole sheds and, you know, <laughs> really <laughs> pragmatic and vinyl siding, you know, no seeing vinyl siding industry. <laughs> <laughs> offense, offense, offense to that. <laughs> but seems a building that could, you know, I, I went at 19 years old, I went and saw one of his buildings in Milwaukee. It's the Milwaukee Art Museum. And it was an experience just because I've never been in a building like that in my life. And this like probably sounds, this probably sounds very naive or, you know, I, I wasn't very well traveled up until I was about 18 or 19. And so seeing buildings that were something I never really knew or could be, it was, it was a wild experience. I'm like, I want to do that. You know, it's hey, like, I want to, I want to do that. Don't, don't, don't feel naive. I, I didn't see a mountain until I was maybe like, 19 20 years old so you're good <laughs> no worries yeah. 
but it opens your eyes, right? Oh, it like, does. It opens your eyes to, to what's possible. And I think what people don't always understand is that everything that they see before them was created by someone else, right? And pro- this is sort of cliche, but it also created by somebody that was no smarter than them. So mm. everything, I mean, everything around you is fabricated by somebody. There, there really are no rules and there really are no restrictions as far as what you can do and what's possible. So I think that's part of what, you know, the architecture school and, you know, just traveling and being out there in general. But what architecture school does for you is, is makes you sort of question everything. And it mm. makes you, and it makes you look at other, you know, think of other ways that you can look at different things. And I think, um, yeah, often too many times, too often people feel like what, what they've been given or what they see is, is all that's out there. And I just don't think that's true. Keeper, who, who, who inspired you? Well, um, I would say more now. I don't, boy, back then, I'm not sure. It could be now. Uh, it could be then. I mean, okay. I would or. say, yeah, I would say more now. And I'm going to stick with the whole architect theme. Um, there are a lot of other people out there, but I would say uh, Brian McKay Lyons, who does architecture in Nova Scotia, uh, mostly predominantly in Nova Scotia. And he's sort of the opposite. He's sort of the anti Santiago Calatrava, um, <laughs> which is, which <laughs> that's which why is, Double Jack is your company guys. They got the both yang and the yang. sides. Yes. <laughs> so I, I, I don't see, know which one's better. I see why we have the, the, the evil and the good Jake. I get it now. <laughs> I get it. I get it now. Um, but you know, he's, I mean, he's a, he's sort of an artisan uh, in that he, you know, builds a lot of his own work. He owns, or he, he owns, he holds um, like in the summer. So he has this little farm, right? That they call it ghost and he does his own projects. So they do design and build these, these projects that are on his property. And he holds these camps in the summer where he'll teach, you know, students how to, how to build something and design and build something. So, and most of it is really humble, uh, you know, fishing shacks and he's in a very rural landscape that, that is well known for its fishermen and its fishing villages. So a lot of it is just really humble gable roof structures, but, you know, he pushes the boundaries in sort of a contextual way where he's able to do these more modern structures, but yet they still fit into the landscape. And I just think they're, they're really good examples of architecture that's humble and that, I think is more widely available to, to the regular person. So I think that's inspiring. That's inspiring to me. No, that's awesome. awesome. Guys. So what was the most recent epiphany that you had uh, since you started your business? I think this is Jake's Jay-Z. For me, it was when we got our first project, that was, that was such a cool moment. Um, where we started something, you know, it's kind of like if you buy your first duplex, you, you never like, will you be able to fill it? Well, will people come You're, you know, there's that moment of truth where it, it's tested and we got our first project under contract and it was a really cool project. And it was, that was where it kind of hit, like, we can do this. You know, we, we can really make this happen. And um, that was a really fun moment. It was something, you know, kind of proof of concept and 
uh, you know, I guess they say a, a blind squirrel finds a nut every once in a while. So we, we were pretty happy. <laughs> dad Love joke. Dad joke. <laughs> He's not a dad yet, though. He's not a dad yet. Not yet. <laughs> Just a husband. <laughs> Keeper, anything to add to that as far as just a, a good epiphany? Do you do you want me to go back over the one that I sure yeah absolutely yeah so sort of on the opposite side of the spectrum would be um, you know kind of that first the first time you you get your building permit you know you go through the the process and then you get your building permit and sort of the look on the client's face that we're able to get it done and, and the gratitude that they have um, for you helping them create something that is, is likely going to be life-changing mm. for them, I think is, is, is the, yeah, that's the, that's the thing that makes it all worth it really. What are so, you guys yeah. doing? What are you guys doing to develop yourselves <laughs> as business owners or as architects? What are you doing from the self-development st- standpoint? Well, yeah, I mean, other than doing the, doing the day to day, which is always strengthening your skills and your, it's always pushing you. That's one of the things about creating, I'm sure it's like that in a lot of professions, but one of the things about creating architecture is, is that it's always a problem to solve, right? And it's always a different problem to solve too. So you're constantly sort of sharpening that part of your, part of your brain and and that pencil um, during the day. But then me personally, I guess this is, uh, Jake Keeper, I listen to a lot of podcasts, a lot of self-development stuff um, from, you know, uh, Tim Ferriss to the School of Greatness to mm. passive income, smart passive income stuff. So I'm always, always at my computer, always listening to different things to, um, to continue to sharpen that, those skills. I'd say the the number one thing um, I'm looking to do is get in front of the right people. So contractors in the area that work on higher end custom residential homes and nice commercial work, um, you know, kind of knocking on doors, getting in front of people, kind of that, that day-to-day hustling, grinding mentality of um, getting in front of those people just to let them know who we are, what we do um, and what we can provide and, and build those relationships. For me, it's that relationship aspect that gains that trust What is what I think is really going to help us, push us forward to working with people so much of we do comes down to who we know. And, you know, you're going to the barber shop and you get a recommendation. So you go, you know, it's, it's a lot of it comes from just that word of mouth. And so that's Mm -hmm. part of who we are people though, too. Jake and I are, are kind of that, you know, we can talk to anybody. We can work with anybody. We, you know, growing up, you had to in a small town in order to get along. So (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> your your friends are who you're surrounded with because there aren't that many of them and so it's it's that meant that that mindset so between the podcast reading and um you know i think that's what's gotten us to more into that passive income um, for that development arm is is trying to trying to leverage some of the things we know with that ability of, of our time isn't what makes us money right it's our it's, it's our ideas. And so we can be generating money whether we're working or not. And so that's, that's part of it too. It seems yeah. like you both have a really, you know, unified mindset. You have a similar, 
mentality when it comes to the discipline of architecture. And, and you both have a a genuine, I think, Keeper, you touched on it maybe a little bit more, but like when when you do a job and someone else is happy, you're happy yeah. type of thing. Um, I think, I think that's great. Coop, Coop, what do you got? I was going to ask if there's, um, <clears throat> do you guys have like one thing, um, that you could tell our listeners, you know, if they have something that they want to pursue or if they're working on something, is there any advice you can give them? Um, it's hard. <laughs> uh, it's probably gonna be hard. I would say I would say now is the time sort of thing mm. like we so I mean six years ago we started talking about this thing and you know it took us that long to sort of get the courage to do it and granted we know a little bit more than we did back then and we're a little bit more savvy probably than we were back then but I think it I just, I think we should, I think we should have done it five or six years ago and we would have learned those things. We probably would have learned the things faster and, you know, we would be six years, six years further down the road now. So I think, although you can't, you know, you never look back, I would say you never look back and, and wish to change the past, but I would just say it's now's the time. Keeper, one thing a lot of our speakers on this podcast always say it, and I think you said it <laughs> without these words is people always say, take action. Right. It seems like yeah. so probably like every other speaker or guest I, I should say that we've had is like, you know, just do it, right? Like do the Nike, do the do the Phil right. Knight, right? right? Um I love what you just said. Uh yeah. Jake Zick, what do you got? Part of that what I would say is time. You can never get it back. It's the one thing that you, you can't get back to piggyback on Jake's comment. Um for for me I would say too that you're probably if you're feeling like you want to do this or you want to, you know, you're, you're jumping into the unknown, you're probably the black sheep of your family mm. or you're probably a little different than everyone around you. Like that's okay. You, there's probably not a lot of, and that, and that's, and that's, that's, that's more than okay. And I think it's tough for people at times. Like you need to understand that that's okay. And just like take action, but also, not you may not get a lot of support from those people around you and know that that's Ooh. okay and that you can and that you can do it anyway. Well, see, see you next week. That's that's it, guys. We're done. <laughs> no, We're that was here. good though. That Ooh. was good though. That was that's, good. I think, though. That, I think that's the first. So, so just just if I'm recapping, you know, it's been great to hear about um, you know what you guys are doing. Uh, you know, you're, you're an architecture firm that's early on in its journey, but I mean, you guys take joy in helping other people and, and doing it the right way. Um, for those of our listeners that, that want to follow along and kind of see what you guys are doing, what are the best ways for them to either a fall, like a get in touch with you? Like, Hey, I want to know what you guys are doing or B just, Hey, I want to look from afar, you know? I'd like to just keep tabs on you guys. Yeah. Uh, we have a website up, doublejackdesign.com. You can, you can see what we're up to there. Otherwise, if you want to stay a little bit more up to the minute, you can catch us on Instagram at doublejackdw. 
And we're also on LinkedIn. And what's our name on LinkedIn, Jake? Double Jack Design Workshop. Ooh, Design I, Workshop. I like that. What What's the next one thing you guys are going to do? What, what's, what's your first big rock? I think it's going to be our, um, our development arm. We're going to try um, in the next six months to secure a, to secure a site. We're actually working with a high-end residential contracting firm right now on, on trying to build more unique higher-end design buildings on properties that are quote-unquote less desirable just because they're oddly shaped or smaller than the typical lot. And so we want to kind of bring a different approach and see if we can't get some of our um, proof of concepts in, in the ground soon. I, I love that. Uh, Coop, before you, before your ne- maybe your next or your last question, I'm going to bring it back to current day events. You know, we have the NBA playoffs going Dude, on. Don't even we got, start. We right got the NBA. We got the baby. NBA playoffs going on. By the time we talked, we talked five minutes before you got on. <laughs> <laughs> like don't i'm just like i, I just want to okay. I, just, I just want to bring it to like okay here hey, we go. you know who's gonna win okay. the nba finals this year i just want to know everyone's picks i'm curious i feel i feel like this is a setup right now no no setups like this is set up by the time this like, airs it'll probably i mean we'll probably be in the at least the the uh maybe the <laughs> conference finals right i mean i'm i just want to get people's votes The Clippers. Okay. You know, I got the Clips. I'm a bandwagon guy, so I'm gonna say Milwaukee. Okay. We got the Clippers. We got uh, Milwaukee. Coop. Coop you, you let, go, let's bro. go to the next bandwagon guy. Coop. Who do you got? <laughs> That's right, Coop. I'm not a bandwagon guy. Let's just. This, I just want to be clear. You rocking with the Heat? I'm a play. I'm a players fan, right? Are you I rocking with LeBron. the Heat then? I love LeBron. Oh, okay. Okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say the Lakers. I'm gonna say the Lakers. I'll go with the Lakers too for for diff- different reasons. But... Oh, you because you you were born there though, right? You were born in LA. So you... <laughs> oh, okay. Here we go. Oh, I, Here we I, go. I was just <laughs> right. You 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 was born there, so you you know you know for sure. So all right. No, got I'm it. rocking with Woodbury, man. <laughs> got. <laughs> <laughs> Woodbury so, so got a team. That's what I'm rocking we're, with. We're so disrespectful, man. Hey, uh, I know everybody. <laughs> go follow. Uh, uh, check out DoubleJackDesign.com. I think you said it was DoubleJackDW. Yep. At uh, on Instagram and then DoubleJack Workshop on LinkedIn. Go check them out. I know um, myself and a lot of my followers. We love real estate and we love looking at like different types of houses and design. So go check that out. Um, yeah for sure appreciate you guys being on the show uh definitely looking forward to seeing how you guys progress um in your careers and your business hey thanks for having us guys we appreciate yeah, it yeah, thank you hey go, go go lakers great show guys go lakers all right guys thanks bye Coop, you were trying to be slick tonight, man. Dude, I'm done with you, bro. You had them, uh, you had them coached up, but uh, 
biggest takeaways. Another great episode, Caleb. Another great episode. What Another you... great episode. Well, I'm done. I'm done. I should just, I should just end the podcast right now. What's your biggest takeaway from tonight? That if you weren't born in the city of your team, that you can't rock with them. You probably got a Cavs jersey. What? In what? Your what, you, what? What? No, I got a Cavs hat though. I got a Cavs. I don't got no Lakers stuff yet. And dude, what do we talk? Let's 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 get back to the more important stuff. All right. Um, yeah. I'm... My 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 uh big takeaway. So when they were talking, um, so when they were starting starting their company out, they were they had a lot of questions, right? And um, I loved how they said they talked to other entrepreneurs and other architectures, right? And mm. I just love that because they asked the right people, right? It's hard for you to go ask people that aren't in business about. Man, we've been having a hell of a night. Man, it's been it's been a phenomenal night, bro. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Did you finish <laughs> your point? Anyways, anyways, what I was saying is, um, so, sorry guys, had a little, again, swiped my screen on accident. You know, I like to talk with my, my hands moving, you know, like my wife doesn't like it, but what, you know, so I it's just a very emotional. Yeah, really. Exactly. Dude. Anyways, anyways. Um, <laughs> uh, but no, he, they, they asked the right people, you know, and what I was saying is it's hard to ask a business question to people who are not business minded. Right, um, mm. and mm. like, so, and then sort of piggyback off this point, I just loved, um, I just loved how they brought up about being the being the black sheep, right? Oof, man, and he will. They were saying that you don't, you're not. It's not going to be popular in your in your in your inner circle, your family. Like you're going to be the one that's going to be the that that person. Or the black sheep, and that's okay. That's okay. Um, so yeah, I thought I thought that was that was really uh, really powerful. And then you know they they said something that I feel like a couple of uh, you know guests that we've had on. He he talked. They they both come from backgrounds, um, entrepreneurial backgrounds. I would say, um, and it's funny like when you're around those people like when you're growing up around like your parents are have their own business or brother sister you know you know whatever the situation is it always seems that you find yourself following those footsteps um and so i just i just thought that was again you you know your surroundings you know we we say multiple times like who you around is is what you're going to be you know yeah 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 i i really like that i really liked um Making sure you take action, right? I mean, yeah. Keeper kind of said it, just like, man, we should have been doing this a long time ago. Like, I always make that joke with real estate. Like, man, I should have got my license as soon as I turned eighteen. Yeah, I think we interviewed um, Tyrone Leslie a few weeks back about how, like, you know, as soon as he was eighteen, he had his license. You know, and and hindsight's twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah. You know for sure, but. uh I like how they they both talked about you know just taking action and and uh Jake Zickman talked about it a lot too is making sure you're just building relationships <clears throat> with people who value what you do. Yep. Um exactly. I thought that was huge. 
It was great, man. It was great. great. Um, if anybody is tuning into the NBA playoffs, uh, Cooper has an NBA pick'em challenge. Go ahead and text him, email, DM. Um, obviously, he has LeBron James in six. So if you're looking at making any parlays, any bets, you know, do so accordingly. Uh, shipbuilding with Cooper and Caleb. This is a great episode, Coop. Hey, can you can you uh, let me know who this Coop uh, guy is? I got people uh, <laughs> that we're gonna that we're gonna shoot text me- <laughs> that we're gonna shoot text oh. messages to. Oh yeah, man, let, let, just let, let me know, <laughs> dude. You're, I'm slapping my knees over here. That's you're, funny. You're, you're, <laughs> I knew today when you sent those text messages, like, oh, I would trade for I would trade uh, Dame for LeBron. I was Straight like, up. yeah. Straight up, Lakers Nation would yep. trade yep. LeBron I got, James for I got Dame, you, bro. Dame Dollar. I was like, I am not responding to that message. What time is it, Coop? I know it's hey, da- it's Laker time, bro. <laughs> I don't know you talking about. Oh, hey, great episode! Check out Double Jack Design on LinkedIn, Double Jack DW on Instagram. Have a great week, everybody. See you, Coop.